Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 11, Episode 3, titled Diva Worship. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one phlegmatic co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Stink, stank, stunk. To Taylor, (laughs) the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. I was so hoping that was going to be the opening. Hello, how are you? Hello, you know, Taylor, I don't know if you know this, we have a lot to get to. (laughs) (laughs) We do have a lot to get to. We should get started right away. All right, well, let's get started right away. (laughs) This week, the girls go back to the 80s to try to get backstage and worship. Oh, backstage. That's where you're leaving it? (laughs) That's where you're starting the thing? And worship at the altars of their favorite divas. Scarlet (sighs) hopes she sent the other girls a message. Half of the girls don't know shit about Mariah Carey. Vanjie and Brooke are in love. Mercedes is mum on being Muslim. Evie gets naked, and the girls walk the runway in their best fringe couture. Nina West is named the winner of the challenge, while RuPaul's Drag Race pulls another stunt and pits all six of the bottom queens against each other in an epic battle royale lip sync to remain in the competition. In the end, Honey Davenport was the last girl standing and not in a good way and was asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Okay. I watched the episode backwards. All right. And by that, I mean, we went out last night for my husband's uh, birthday. So I got home at 10 o'clock my time. So I got home just to watch as Silky left the runway. Okay. So I got to, so I had no idea what had transpired before, though it became abundantly clear that it was a team challenge. Mm-hmm. One did better, one didn't. Mm-hmm. I will say... As much as I did not like – and then – so we watched the first part. We last part, we watched Untucked, and then we watched the main piece of it afterwards sure. uh, on the DVR. As much as I did not like last week's episode, mm-hmm. I really liked this week's episode. I thought it was a really fun episode to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I two things I loved and one thing I didn't. I I might have fallen in love with Vanjie this episode. Like you want to have sex with her or as a character? No. The the character of Vanjie, I really, I really kind of, her her part in the Britney bitch network was, Mm -hmm. I I laughed the whole time. Mm -hmm. So um, something else that I liked. I liked, I liked that RuPaul seemed very engaged. Okay. On both the positive and the negative. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was a little extra when she came in in the workroom, Mm -hmm. but it, that's better than sort of when she kind of comes in and where, you know, the, the few times we saw on all stars, it was almost like she was picking at her fingernails the whole time she was talking to the Queens. Whereas yeah. that's not the case. That's not the case. case it was now. Um, the thing I did not like, I almost across the board 
mm-hmm. did not like any of the looks, the fringe look. Oh, you didn't like any of the fringe looks. Almost any of them. I think there was one or two that I thought were pretty good, but for the most part, uh-huh. not a fa- this week's this week's review of the of the runway uh-huh. is going to go by real quick. All right, very good. I love it. That's always okay. that's always good news for me. Yes. Well, I figured you'd like that. As you know, I discussed the two things I liked and the one thing I didn't on the first response. So I gave it there. Briefly, for those of you that didn't hear it, the two things I liked. I don't remember. Uh, Oh, I liked... I I remember it was very easy. Uh, I liked the Team Nina West Challenge for their performance of uh, the I'm Britney Bitch Network. And Mm -hmm. I didn't like... Well, no, no. The two things I liked. And then the other thing I liked was... Team Raja's Mariah. Oh my God, what a fucking train wreck. And we all know I love a train wreck, right? Yes. And then the thing I didn't like, I wasn't a big fan of the stunt of the six way lip sync. It was confusing. I oh, think I it- figured we would talk in detail about that later. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. Um, all right. Well, then you know what? Right now, how about. You know, wait, hold on. Oh, well, this time I'm going oh, to get up there. I'm going to be I know exactly what I'm going to do this time, Mr. Paul. Uh, okay. How about at this point, we take a break and we'll be back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race. The last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I, this, this, this sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy, tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely Online, when they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag race. 
And we're back. All right. After Kahana's elimination, the girls enter the workroom to remove their drag. Mercedes is happy to survive another week. Nina worries that she's fading away. Scarlet hopes she sent a message to the other girls. And Ariel Versace is disappointed in herself. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. The girls need to get up all into that quick drag and do or say whatever it takes to get backstage at a seduction concert. I th- I think people could they couldn't get people to go in front of the stage in the seduction. Maybe well, maybe they were popular. Oh, we're we're gonna talk about that in a minute. We're gonna talk all about right. that in a minute. The girls try all sorts of wacky tricks to get past doorman RuPaul, but only two queens had what it takes to impress RuPaul: Raja O'Hara and Nina West. Next, RuPaul announced this week's maxi challenge. The girls will star in two shevangelical talk shows where they preach and teach the children about the pop divas of their choice. Each live show will feature a hostess, live on-air conversions, and will be filled with musical praise. Uh, Next page. As the winners of the challenge, Nina West, Nina and Raja got to select the teams, and I'm going to tell you what those teams are now. Uh, Team Nina consisted of Silky uh, Nutmeg Ganache. Oh, I'm sorry. I will say I always laugh when RuPaul calls her... Doctor Ganache, Doctor Ganache, Doctor Ganache, Evie Oddly, Vanjie, Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanjie, Mateo, Brooklyn Heights, Ariel, Ariel Versace, and Mercedes Iman Diamond. That's Team Nina. They're the Team Brittany. Okay. Okay. Team Raja consists of Sugar Cane, Scarlet O, Scarlet O'Hara. Is that her name? No, Scarlet Scarlet Envy. <laughs> Scarlet Envy. Plastic, That's not a good sign. No, Plastic <laughs> Tiara, sign. Honey Davenport, and Akuria Davenport. Um, now, moving on here. Taylor, give me your thoughts on everything that happened up until this point. Okay. A couple of things. One, the comment that was made about... Oh, hold on. There you go. The comment that was made by Scarlett, as the, for those of you who didn't think I was, you know, who considered me an underdog or didn't realize I was a threat... Mm-hmm. That just screams of that's going to come back and bite you in the ass, mm-hmm, it did. I, including this episode. But yeah. I think even in the future, it's going to it's going to bite her in mm-hmm. the ass. Um, I, I thought that felt very extra and very sort of rubbing everybody's nose in it. Not very sportsmanlike. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine her not thinking about how that was going to be edited down mm-hmm. to where that where that, that 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 she's feeding into the villain edit at that point. Okay. So not not a cute moment. Not a cute moment. Okay. Um, I've never liked Scarlet. You know what's so funny is I don't like her look. I don't like her look as a boy. I guess she can kind of look fierce as a girl, but there's, I don't know. There's just something about her I don't like. I don't like her performances. I don't like her. I don't like the Scarlet, and she can go away. I don't like her. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, and I'm fine with that too. Mm-hmm. Now, here we go. Yeah. Uh-oh, here. When I was a little gaby, okay, back in the 80s, mm-hmm. in my 1986 Buick Somerset, sure, white with red interior, okay. Red fake rag top mm-hmm. on top, okay. Driving back and forth to school. Mm-hmm. I had cassettes in my car. Sure. Because that's what you did. Cassettes? And I had cassettes, but I definitely had some cassettes. Okay. Some of the cassettes I had were but one of my all-time favorite albums, Depeche Mode Violator. Okay. I had, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I had, uh, Paula Abdul, Forever Your Girl. All right. Definitely had Wilson Phillips' first album. Uh-huh. One of my all-time favorite cassettes. Sure. That I would play Uh-oh, on man. the way to school. Uh-oh. Would be Seduction. Oh, God. Nothing Matters Without Love. <laughs> okay. So, wait. So I, th- I know where you're going with it. I know where you're going. So I know where you're yes. going. I know where you're going, girl. 
So I, I got you. I got you. Okay. So there's a certain point in the mini challenge, people don't remember, people have to walk up, and he'll ask certain queens. So I'm going to ask you the first question first. Okay. Name three seduction songs. Okay. So takes it takes two. Okay. Avi. Breakdown. Oh, my God. Uh Wow. And this is no, the person. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I can, I can almost. Um, could this be love? Which is on the, which is on the album twice. Because okay. there's the, there's the ballad. And then there is also the quiet storm mix, which is just the piano. Okay. So that's three right there. Then later on, he asks somebody else to name five. So add two more. Theme from seduction. Okay. And uh, one mistake. Wow. What was the one yeah. they had on the bodyguard soundtrack? That wasn't that wasn't seduction. That was Soul System. Oh, and that yeah, that was only Michelle Visage and the guys that are um, CNC Music Factory. But that was just sort of an offshoot of CNC Music Factory. Oh, yeah, interesting. But you were able to name five seductions. You would. Get I to- loved that because as soon as he said name five seduction songs, I was in my head. I was picturing because mm-hmm. it was Michelle Visage and then I Dallas, mm-hmm. who was a she eventually became a VJ on MTV. OK. And there was another girl whose name I can't remember, but, but she was kind of the primary singer. Um, and I just loved I just loved that CD. So when he made the joke about you're trying to get into a seduction concert, the first thing that went through head is like, I would have totally tried to get into a seduction concert back in 1990. So wait, so if you met Michelle Visage, it would mean more to you I, than just if I met Michelle Visage and she wasn't cleaning my teeth, like we talked about earlier. I I don't know what I would do. Which is I've like, met I her would, a couple of times, and I'm just like so underwhelmed. I well, and she may be where she's just kind of whatever. But I I, I have loved Michelle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> With the exception of when she came for a door in All Stars Two, yeah, and when she made fun of Angie last time, which we talked sure. about on the last season, yeah, I have always loved. I always love her look. I love that she's so Jersey. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that's ever been worn on the show ever is when mm-hmm. she wore the big black New Jersey earrings. Okay, I love Michelle and Seduction. I want to listen to the Seduction album when when we are done taping. While I am folding laundry later, I will be listening to Seduction Nothing Matters with that love on iTunes. You're kidding. No, no. And I will listen to it. And the whole time I listen to it, I'm sure I will go, this is horrible. Why am I listening to this? But it makes me smile. and It makes me think about driving back in my 1986 Buick Somerset. All right. Well, very good. Uh, Okay. So now... um Okay, so that was the, so you were able. So what did, did you think? What did you think of Raja and Nina West winning the the that that mini challenge? I'm uh, the mini challenge. Oh, that's right. It was a part of a mini challenge. Um, I did you think that they were that really he, trying to get into a seduction concert? No, I just I forgot that that was part of it. Once he started talking about seduction, also I didn't know that that's how he met. That's not, do you believe that story, Taylor? No, because, because I've heard I've heard them talk about that, and I thought that's not the way I remember hearing how they met. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine like RuPaul standing like standing at the door, letting people in and out. But, no, maybe it, maybe it's true. Maybe he had some sort of weird job like that. But I remember Michelle saying that she had already heard of RuPaul. Like she was sort of right. Yeah, and she was she was invited to a party for like Tommy Boy Records or something, and that's where she met him the first time. That was how I understood that. Okay. But, um. I thought that it sounded like 
Rue gave bigger laughs to other people. Mm-hmm. I remember Silky. Oh, at one he point. loved her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I also think that Silky might have, when Silky almost knocked down the wall trying to open the door, that might have been why she kind of got disqualified at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she, I feel like she laughed pretty hard at somebody else and I can't necessarily remember who, but I, I mean, they weren't horrible. I, I don't rem- actually, I can't say that because I don't remember exactly what Raja did. I remember Nina did the thing where they had to close up on her mouth, um, and saying that, you know, Michelle's my mommy, but I don't, rem- I don't remember what Raja did, but there wasn't anything offensive, so to say, but I, I, I just watched the episode again today. So I know what Raja did. It wasn't anything that great. I didn't understand Nina West. Okay. You can make an argument. It was very funny. She had the teeth, whatever. Right. But I couldn't tell you why Raja was better than any of the other Queens. No, they all seemed kind of one note. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And what did, what did you think of the idea of another acting challenge following yet another acting challenge? Okay. Th- well, you know that I don't like acting challenges. However, this felt almost more like improv. Okay. This felt a little bit more where they didn't have an a, a actual script mm-hmm. where it looks like an elementary school play where they're all standing facing out, yeah. you know, instead of facing each other. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit more like – we have the bare bones of we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, we're going to do this. We have to make sure we hit the – speaking specifically about Britney, we have to hit – use <clears throat> these songs in a sentence or we have to figure out a way to incorporate this stuff that we know about the artist. But just so long we hit these hit these beats, we're good. Mm-hmm. And I felt as though one team obviously did much better than mm-hmm. the other in that regards. All right, we'll but so, so this type of acting challenge – doesn't bother me as much as when they have the where they have a script and they have to they argue over who's going to be what character and all that kind of stuff. Okay, and did you have any thoughts about specifically about how they chose the teams or who was chosen on the team or anything like that? No, I, I was surprised that because I know that Nina and Brooke Lynn are apparently pretty close. Yeah, I was surprised that they didn't. Nina didn't pick Brooklyn right away, oh, especially it, because she was. I mean, they, Brooklyn picked Nina first right away during the during the first challenge. Bitch, I clocked that. I felt it seemed like the worst acting of all time. It seemed like uh, Nina was just trying to give plausible deniability as to like because she was like, hmm, mm, okay, Brooklyn Heights. I'm like, bitch. You had your eye on Brooklyn Heights the whole time, hoping that the yeah. person wouldn't pick her. But I think, I, I think Nina is cognizant of the fact that it comes – because you say that, and then she made Brooklyn Heights the other co-host. Right. So Right. Anyway. All right. Well, okay. Let's move on here. Now, I've broken this down into teams. All right? So we're going to okay. first talk about Team Brittany. All right. All right. In the workroom, the girls quickly decide on Britney Spears while Silky 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 suggests Whitney Houston. Silky also makes it known she wants to sing, and Ariel volunteers to be the other singer, which annoys Silky. Brooke and Nina will be the hosts. Vanessa Vanji Mateo will serve as the person who converts non-believers, Mercedes and Evie. Meanwhile, the other teammates are worried that Mercedes will not be able to show enough personality in the challenge. During RuPaul's table visit with the team, Nina says she grew up watching Tammy Faye Baker and Ariel feels she's been too busy focusing on her looks instead of building her character. RuPaul preaches to the queens about how they have to find their own rhythm and doing so will be more impressive to the judges. During the live taping, the girls of IBBN, it's it's Britney Bitch Network, 
pretty much impressed Ross Matthews across the board. Vanjie accidentally thanks herself, making Ross laugh, and Ariel and Silky work well together. As expected, Mercedes Iman Diamond is the weakest link. Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on everything, Team Brittany. I thought it was a great. I thought that, I thought they did it well. Mm-hmm. They hit all the right beats. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes was where she got the one line wrong. You know, somebody said you had one job. Yeah. They said it in the confessional. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes is a quickly fading star on the show. Okay, um, but I thought Vanjie, Vanjie, and Evie with the with the shaving of the hair mm-hmm. and the blonde wig and everything, and the, Vanjie kind of looked like a Muppet to me. Uh-huh. Where she, she always where I, yeah, but she particularly with the gray hair that was constantly in her face, and yeah. and I forgot until you mentioned it. The comment of the "Thank you, Miss Vanjie," I'm thanking myself. Yeah, um, where she, but she she managed to do that and turn it around, which is the sign of somebody a good improv artist, in which they're able to recognize their mistake and incorporate it in some way, and that it still works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, I thought Nina was great. I, I Brooklyn was was great as kind of the more quiet of the two co-hosts that has, that has way too much makeup on. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever watched one of these religious programs at three in the morning, we flip the channels. There's always that one kind of sitting there in the evening gown at three mm-hmm. thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, it's all glitter, but it's she, everybody was really really good. And I thought the the song that Ariel and Silky did pretty strong. Yeah, I thought it was a good job. It was a good way to work around the rights. Issue so they 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 think the game generic you know royalty free songs like because go tell on the mountain was the second one I think this was like, yeah. just like a a standard issue public domain uh, religious song that they sang mm-hmm. uh, I want to think about a few things one I I made sure to go back into the script and include this because it becomes important in Untucked later and let's actually talk about Untucked now did you watch Untucked and yes. specifically I'm talking about the first because really to be honest with you only the first ten minutes are any good of Untucked this week. Yeah, I figured we might talk a little bit about Untucked towards the end. Um, let's talk about it now, because the only part I care about is really before the other team comes in, which is Team Brittany. Because mm-hmm. here they've just won a challenge, and then Evie, oddly, you know, well, no, does Silky get mad or something like that because she said she wanted Whitney? How did this even become a fight? I don't even understand. I, I don't remember. it. it uh, and that kind of speaks to how mm-hmm. stupid it was. Where it was something where Whitney, Whitney, Silky would have preferred to do Whitney mm-hmm. because she had problems with the whole idea of church and that we're worshiping Britney Spears. Yeah. So it felt almost like a false god kind of thing. But the the argument was, well, you would have done it with Whitney. And she felt that that would have been better because Whitney, in her words, was a woman of God. And it would have been easier to kind of for her to sort of get past that get past the whole thing of worshiping a false idol sort doesn't of make any if i remember sense. correctly whitney houston used crack cocaine and is purportedly a, a lesbian well okay but it, you, you 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 get what you want you hear what you want in those yeah. situations so i think that's what was going on and there. then i rewatched it and it's clear that britney was the overall like yes mercedes and i think it was honey both said they were fine with britney or whitney okay? yeah um, but if they're all going for Britney except for Silky, then it's Britney. And, and but yeah. then she, but the way she overreacted, it was so crazy. And she ripped her dress off. Yeah, and did a reveal and do it the weird dances. And yeah, then, that, that whole thing just screamed of. Oh wait a minute, I might get to have a fight 
err on, yes. I might get more airtime, yes. so I'm going to do something dramatic, but it just came off as childish and immature, and she, she act the fool, girl. Act the fool. Yeah, but you know, you just led to my next point, which is, you know, Ariel, Silky was so puzzled as to why Ariel wanted to do uh, the the singing thing with her, and I think it's because Ariel realized, like, oh shit, if I pair myself with Silky, I get more camera time. That's oh, I, I okay. What do you I didn't think? necessarily think that. I just thought it was something she wanted to do it, and I, I, I didn't think that far. I, I, I kind of felt like Ariel's not that clever a girl. Mm-hmm. I think she just thought maybe she has experience with singing, so she thought it was something that she could do and maybe sort of present herself in a way that gives the judges something else to look at other than looks. I will say this. I think Ariel as a boy is fucking gorgeous, right? Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. But I cannot fucking take this fakakta voice she does. <laughs> I just want to fucking slap the living shit out of her. Anyway, I'm not advocating violence towards women. <laughs> now, here's I, I brought this up a little bit last week, but I, I just it just hit me again today. Do you think Mercedes is slow because of her stroke? It seemed a lot of that she had like mental processing issues. I think Mercedes strikes me as someone who thought she was going in for one thing or thought she knew what drag race was. Mm -hmm. And then once she got there, realized that she it's, it's overwhelming to her. Mm -hmm. I don't get slow though. There may be some cognitive difficulties following the stroke. Mm -hmm. I, I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed and not realizing the rules of the game um, and not realizing what you have to put out there in order to become interesting to the cameras Mm -hmm. the 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 i think i don't know if you want to talk about this yet or not but the muslim conversation let's wait to get to elimination day but yeah we'll talk about it yeah yeah, okay i I, and that kind of speaks to speaks to that and i saw i saw an interesting okay well we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later all right very good let's move on over to team uh, raja because it was so this is one of those cases too where like for instance last week i could make the argument i could have seen the lip sync go either way right yeah this week on the, on the team acting challenge i it was so clear yeah that one was better than the other. i don't think there was editing shenanigans not, i think it was just so patently obvious that team britney was far superior to team raja that's a team Mariah. Anyways, move on. It's Team Raja O'Hara in the workroom. Who did Brittany? Who did Mariah Carey in the workroom? Team Raja has trouble deciding on which diva to worship. The girls finally settle on Mariah Carey, though no one knows much about her. In fact, Raja thinks Mariah sang so emotional. Did you catch that? Yes, yes. And uh, there was that, and then there was a uh, Timmy Matola, which oh, I said in my breath. They, I'm like, it's Tommy Matola. Is Mottola. that what they were saying? Yes, oh, and then at I one didn't... point she was talking about, you know, in her movie Sparkle. Yeah, yeah, that was a curry that did that. And I was yeah. like, that's glitter. That Sparkle yeah. was a Whitney Houston movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, Honey worries that she isn't being noticed in the competition. During their visit with Rue, the girls make it painfully obvious that they don't know anything about Mariah Carey. RuPaul gives them a little assistant and then chastises them for picking a diva they know nothing about. After RuPaul walks away, the girls wonder whether they should change their diva, 
but then decide just to stick with Mariah Carey. During the live taping with Ross Matthews, it's a mess from start to finish. Scarlet and Sugar are terrible as hosts. Plastique does a weird voice. Akaria seems lost. And Raja and Honey are not in sync as the singers. Ross warned the girls to bring it on the runway. Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on everything Team Raja slash Mariah. Well, okay, getting ahead, but focusing on this moment. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, when, when Rue walks away yeah. and says... You know, they all say maybe we should focus on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet says, "No, we should just." It was Scarlet that says we should just stay with. Let's just let's just stay with Mariah Carey. Yeah, that should have been the teetering point that sent Scarlet home last night. Because- oh, we can talk about we can talk about this now. We can talk about that. I mean, like, look in the six way lip sync. Oh, look for sure, Raja O'Hara needs to be in the bottom. She's a team leader. Yeah. Okay. Honey Davenport wasn't the worst one, and her look was pretty good. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, look, Troy Savon liked it. Well, well, the... Okay. It's like, you know what? Okay. First of all, I want to preface this with saying two things. One, I want to say that... Um, I know this going to sound shocking to a lot of people. I actually don't find Troy Savon sexually attractive. Like I can admit, admit he's a beautiful man, right? But uh, I just I'm not sexually attracted to him. You would think I would be, right? But it does. Yeah. Looking at that guest judges, it looks like the producers went Taylor. Who would you like to be a guest judge? <laughs> and then Joe, who would you like to be a guest judge? And they got one guest judge for each of us. <laughs> yeah, I've always kind of had a crush on Guillermo Diaz. Back from when he used to do all of those indie movies in the '90s. So, and I, I kind of, at one point, I saw that he was on. I thought that was odd. But then he kind of did something at one point that I was very like, oh, that makes my bathing suit area tingle. He said something at one point that I was very like, oh, hi, daddy. But uh, yeah, I, can tr- see, I can see where we did each kind of get a pick. Of, yeah. or, or very much a, this is what I'm looking for in a judge. Mm-hmm. And you saying, this is what I'm looking for in a judge. And they kind of reached into the bag and went, well, we've got this one and this one. They're not a perfect fit, but these are good enough for Joe and Taylor. Uh, or as someone said on uh, Reddit, it looked like a family dick took out an ad on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get, getting back to Team, team uh, Raja. I don't understand why you would stay with if, especially when you all are trying to come up with something and having difficulty and then Rue walks over and pretty much reads you all to filth. Mm -hmm. Why you wouldn't all look at each other and say, we need to pick somebody else. Mm -hmm. I would almost think a smart, and I'm saying this in rabbit ears Mm -hmm. choice because the other team did Brittany would be to do Christina. Oh, or you know what else? It seemed like they knew more about Ariana Grande. (laughs) Yeah. Than they did about um, uh, about the Mariah Carey, but yeah, that's a good yeah. idea too. That would have been good. But do you think? I'm sure they knew they were doing Britney Spears, but I don't think any of those people are that bright. Yeah, I'm. I yeah. <laughs> it's not like you were doing Ariel Versace there. I'm speaking along with the. There is somebody in the chat room right now whose name is Let's Get This Roast a Cooking, and it made me giggle. So, uh, get, put some cummies in my bussy. 
where did that come from? I don't know. Has, has, has somebody said that to you? Put some cummies in my bussy? No. <laughs> no. Would you like someone to say that to you? I want to say it to somebody. <laughs> but not Troy Savon. Guillermo Diaz? No. Michelle Visage. Ariel Versace. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so I was going to ask you uh, that I had a couple of things. I had a couple of notes here. Where are my notes? Oh, we got the Where Roger- are the notes? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Lo- oh, that's all, that's all Elimination Day notes. Um, all my notes are for Elimination right, well, Day. Well, okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about. Well, let's, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Team Roger, Team Mariah. That was a fucking mess and a half. It was wonderful to watch. There was no segment, Taylor. There was no, no segment. Like it wasn't like you're like, okay, well, the hosts were good. No, every segment across the board was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I know what we were talking about. I know what we were talking about. And like, we can talk about this here. Oh no, we'll talk about it later. who should have been in the bottom. We'll talk about that later too. But okay, well, I, board, I have a question. Yes, yes. Okay. Which was more of a train wreck, this or Shakespeare? I'm going to say Shakespeare. I'll tell you why. Okay. Shakespeare, they had lines, and remember, and they didn't prepare. Okay. This one was just pure. They're not good at improv. You know, they didn't have good improv. They got all the shitty people who aren't funny and aren't good at improv. You know, it seems like Raja went for look queens and Nina West, being an experienced drag queen, went for theater queens. Okay. Well, no, this is weird because Honey Davenport's a theater queen, but I don't know. I don't know well, why Raja. One went. out of six. Yeah. You know, one thing that I did notice, that's a good point, because one thing that I noticed was when certain queens were talking on the Britney side, mm-hmm. particularly when you t- Nina, Britney played off of that. Yeah. With the yes, God, and absolutely, and d- d- it felt it felt more natural and it felt more organic, like mm-hmm. two people that have this love of this diva talking together. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the Mariah side, it felt a little bit more like it was every man for himself. Do you think? Here's another question. Here's a conspiracy theory. Okay, because this is something I know from the rumor mill. But RuPaul has been desperate desperate to get mariah as a guest host on the show and in fact from what i've read he's coming very close right to get mariah i think was coming very close after last night i would think yeah well no that's what i'm saying do you think that they told the girls wanted to go in and that they told the girls pull it back they they wanted to go in for the crazy Either the crazy, or she can't sing anymore, or she's a big fat cow, like um, anything like that. Do you think that they told her? Because they went in on Britney with the shaving uh-huh. of the head and stuff like that, but they didn't really. Or do you think that that they didn't do that because just pure lack of knowledge about Mariah and they weren't told? I think it's you. pure lack of knowledge. I th- I think that because they wouldn't have made such a big deal about the fact that nobody seemed to know anything. Mm-hmm. When they were all sitting around talking in the workroom, I think it would have just been, well, we came up with some ideas and they weren't funny. But they focused on the fact that they didn't know, you know, where Rue came over and said, do you know what she calls her fans? Is anybody here a member of their fan club? Do you know this? I'm not a Mariah Mariah Carey fan at all. And Uh I know that they're called lambs. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I knew that. Yeah, she called them her little lambs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even a Mariah fan. I know that. 
you uh-huh. know? We have a friend. I don't know. Even Mariah friends are so weird. We have a friend. Taylor and I have a friend. I know he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. That if you say anything bad about Mariah Carey, he gets like white knuckle furious. And that's that's why <laughs> all those jokes I used to make right now, I just said right now, are things I used to say to him on purpose. Yeah. I'd be like, speaking of fat pigs, and I'd talk about Mariah Carey. <laughs> and he would get like wh- like knuckles. Like he said, he'd be like, and he would say, like, I know I can't control why I get so angry, but I do. I know she doesn't know me. You know? <laughs> I just feel like I'm a representation for her and her emotions. And when people make fun of me, they're making fun of her. Yeah. yeah he did say or that. Making, making fun of her, they're making fun of me. Yeah. He did say that. You're right. He yeah. did say that. But people get really crazy about this Mariah Carey. So maybe it's good they didn't know anything. But anyway, a train wreck, a wonderful train wreck to watch. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I will say this. Mm-hmm. You love a train wreck more than I do. Mm-hmm. But I kind of enjoyed watching this train wreck, too. Yeah. But I think part of that is because I watched it backwards. So I knew the Britney one was going to be good and mm-hmm. the Mariah one was going to be bad. I just wasn't expecting. So I knew I wasn't quite as cringy mm-hmm. as I think had I watched it without knowing. Yeah. But the level of cringe inducing that it could have created was it was epic. Absolutely epic. All right, let's move on. It's Elimination Day, and Team Raja is worried that they might be in trouble. All except for Honey Davenport, who thinks she slayed the challenge. <laughs> Brooke and Vanjie make it very clear that there's a romance blossoming, and Mercedes Iman Diamond doesn't want to talk about her religion at all. Meanwhile, Silky takes everyone to church, and Evie gets naked. Okay, what did you want to say about Mercedes here, Taylor? I think that this is one of those examples that, and this is why I don't think maybe don't think that there are as many cognitive challenges as we think with Mercedes. I think once Mercedes started, it's one thing when she is bringing it up herself last week, when she was talking about being on the no fly list. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's another thing when it is suddenly being brought up by somebody else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Especially somebody this early on that she doesn't really know. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know as, because I'm sure she has dealt with, discrimination and people saying horrible things to her and about her and about her religion and that kind of stuff. And I think that this is another example of the Queens being self-aware of how this is going to be perceived. And she didn't have control of the narrative. So I feel like that was part of this where she thought to herself, Oh shit. If I say the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. this is going to kill me. This is going to kill, you know, and became very uncomfortable and very overwhelmed with that because you saw that not only when she said, you know, she kind of walked away, but then also in the confessional where she said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we talk about something else? Well, she's also a gay drag queen and a Muslim. And I'm sure she's concerned about her family not getting killed or bombed. People stop going in there. Just more like ostracized, what, ostracized from their community, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I'm sure that's something on her mind, too. Like, it's already enough that she's a gay drag queen. But if she brings up the religion, that could cause problems for people outside of herself. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 it was interesting. I don't know that kind of felt you, you had made a statement um, early on in the meet the Queens episode where you said the week that they talk about her religion is the week she's out. So, and I listened to that just before Mm -hmm. last week when she talked about the no fly list and then she was in the bottom two. And I thought to myself, well, she's gone, but then she, (laughs) she did a good enough Mm -hmm. to stay but then with this, I feel like that's kind of putting a bow on the Muslim conversation. Mm-hmm. At the very least, until the reunion. I would be surprised if it 
comes up again or if it's brought up again, unless she is the one talking about it. I could see that. Or if Rue, because these are producers asking her, maybe she might be more open if Paul asks her. Well, yeah, because talk about being in a place of where I don't want to talk about something, but then Rue, because, you know, once Rue gets a bone, she doesn't, she doesn't let it go. Yeah. So that, but, but th- that also has the potential to backfire on Rue too. Because mm-hmm. if it looks like where she's saying, I really am not comfortable talking about this and she keeps at her on it. Well, if she, if she keeps her mouth shut, they would never show it because they would never show Rue in that light. Yeah. You're right. But. I I, uh, I don't know. It's it's a touchy subject, and I feel for her in that regard. There's part of me that feels for Mercedes. Mm-hmm. There's another part of me that just kind of thinks maybe in a couple of years you could have been on, but you're, you're just too you're you're just not ready for this. Yeah. Now, what do you think about Brooke and Vanjie and their blossoming romance, Taylor? I I like it. Honestly, I mm-hmm. I think that it's something that we have never seen on the show before. Mm-hmm. And if this is this isn't just goopery by the by the producers, it would be something completely original, completely different. And I mean, I know that we had Sharon and Alaska, but they were on separate seasons. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was Jinx, you know, had a crush on Ivy mm-hmm. Winters, but it was never it was never um, not consummated. It was it was never re- re- reciprocated. Mm-hmm. So I will be curious where this goes. They're not going to show that unless there's something down the line with it. So I I would be curious as to how this this storyline is going to play out. Yeah, uh, I'm interested too. I, it sort of felt like Brooke was trying to make it more public than Vanjie was comfortable with. Like it was always Brooke who was the more assertive one. Like good morning, Poppy, and like kissing him on the lips and. Uh, taking those sort of steps that, like, it seemed Vanjie was not turning her down, but like, Van, it, what, from what we saw, Vanjie wasn't initiating any kind of physical uh, displays of affection. You yeah. Know? So uh, that was. I'm curious to see how that goes. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, very, square space. I wanted Sorry. to hear. Yeah, at this point, I want to talk about um, um, the mattress company. What are they called? Helix. Helix. Casper mattresses. Casper. um, What I want to talk here about is when there are moments, it's kind of a nothing moment where Silky takes everyone to church and they start doing gospel stuff. But very smart editing choices by the editors at one point where it's there. The person talking is really in the background, but it's Ariel's face in the foreground, in the Mm -hmm. mirror, and the face says it all. The face says, like, I am so done with this bitch, but I'm not going to say shit. Yeah. Uh, after last week. And the fate, it's just, if, if a picture could tell a thousand words, those two shots, very good choices by the editors there. Ariel doesn't need to say shit, and you can tell she's just over it, and I thought that was really, really nicely, and that was very well done. E- I was talking about Evie painting her whole body, including her dick, and, and inside her ass. Why? Yeah. I, I think that Evie just likes being different. For the sake of being different and is just expressing herself. and Yeah, and that's... I think she wanted to show her big dick because th- th- we saw none of that on the runway. It's covered entirely in fringe. She could have worn pink panties and no one would ever have known. Or pink, yeah. or pink like bicycle shorts or something. Like you didn't see anything above her knee. Well, is she just covered in fringe? Even if she is, like you saw very little. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that was just an excuse for a... 
Like yeah, Taylor, her. she did the, the 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 she painted inside the crack of her ass. Oh yeah, no, I I saw that. And she painted her dick. Like I could see like going up really high, but why does she need to paint her dick? I don't know because that way we're, because you know what we're talking about her dick, and oh, everybody on Twitter is talking about her dick. Tell you something. I would Anyway, Pampers. <laughs> if you enjoy this show, you may want to think about supporting it to help us keep the lights on. How can you do this? Support us over at Patreon.com. There, if you sign up at the $3 Eat It level, you receive a brand new podcast in your personal feed six out of seven days of the week. On top of that, you get access to live recordings and bonus content. For instance, this episode, this very episode you're listening to now is actually about 15 minutes longer for Patreon supporters, and not only that, they get the episode commercial-free. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to, uh, where is it? Uh, Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap and sign up at the $3 level to get all this and more. That's Patreon.com slash Drag Race Recap. All right, uh, we'll be back right after this. All right, Taylor. It's time for the looks. Are you ready? Right. Now, you said yes, already you ready. hated the looks. All right. So, yes, the first one up is Honey Davenport. The theme was Fringe this week. She's wearing a black patent leather head-to-toe outfit with fringe all the way down the bottom and then fringe going up the sleeves mm-hmm. with a large hat. Yeah. She looks like a car wash. I did not like it. It was just not a good look at all. So... Boot. Loved it. Did you really? I loved this look. Me and Troy Savon both loved this look. Oh, it was just so heavy. It just looked so heavy. I've seen that look, especially that patent leather rubber type look done better where it didn't look like it weighed down the queen. Detox comes to mind with that. It just was not a a good look for me. All right. Next up is Scarlet Envy. And Scarlet is all in white with fringe and she has white hair boring mm-hmm. she kind of she kind of looks like an ice skater that's mm-hmm. that's the look that i kind of got from this uh boot yeah i i wasn't a fan i, I it, yeah ice skater is a very good comparison or um fern gully remember that rainforest cartoon Yes, I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. And it looks like a white, a, all white fern, instead of green, just white fern gully. Why okay. gotta be white? <laughs> it's a boot for me. And then those Fakakta nails, too. It's just done with that. Well, and I don't understand why she was standing with I, I'm gonna yeah. talk about it. It was the weirdest pose. For, for those of you that don't know, she stood with her basically her like legs apart and then her hands out, almost like she was like an X Men who's getting ready for like the lasers to come out of her fingertips. You know, and she's going to defeat Magneto or something. I don't know anything about comic books. I saw something on Reddit that had a picture of it that said, when you've finished and you're waiting for him to get a towel. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. All right. So next up is Sugar Cane. Mm -hmm. Sugar came out um, telling everyone and showing everyone about some of her Native American heritage. And she came out uh, with a fringe. It almost had that that Native American pattern that was Mm -hmm. all browns and blues revealing a bodysuit underneath. 
Um, this was probably my favorite look of all of them mm-hmm. because it was so colorful, and I loved the juxtaposition of the of the uh, turquoise up against all of the very dark summer colors with mm-hmm. the with the golds and the browns and the reds and the oranges and everything. Yeah. I loved her makeup. I loved that very Native American uh, dark from the bridge of the nose up. I thought the hair, not great. And when she was doing the lip sync, it looked a couple times like she was going to lose the hair. Mm-hmm. But th- my favorite look of the night, she was beautiful. This is, this might be my only toot. I didn't like it. Why? I have this, my mom has this crazy cousin <laughs> who thinks. Make sugar cane? close she thinks she's native american but i've actually done genealogical research and we're not native american at all no don't get me wrong definitely from my mom's side of the family there's indigenous people in mexico they're right they're indigenous people so i'm not saying we're not indigenous i'm just saying we're not cherokee you know and she keeps she has this fucking weird also like a few like maybe 10 thanksgivings ago she invite my mom invited her for thanksgiving she had nowhere to go but like I told you, she's radical Native American. Uh-huh. So all she did was talk about the rape of her people. And then she and her sons. I'm not joking. I know this is not offensive, but it really sounded like this to me. Put on like Native American gear and we're like <gasps> around the table. Oh, no. yes. Yes. And it was and like lit like sage and stuff like that. And it was very uncomfortable. And I got up and went to the neighbor's house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> And it just reminds me of something kooky that if my mom's cousin was a drag... Now my cousin dresses like... My mom's cousin dresses like she's... um, Who's that witch from Fleetwood Mac? Stevie Nicks. She dresses like a Mexican Stevie Nicks now. But anyway, oh. but now... But but like I could see her doing something like this. I, I'm not a boot. A boot for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Let me get to the next person on the video. That would be Plastic Tiara, who came out in silver fringe with silver hair. Ironically, very Ariana Grande inspired or styled. Um, I mean, it's a different silhouette from what we saw. So I'll give her that one. But boring. Just it was boring. So she's getting a boot for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a is there like something? What's in the middle between a boot and two? Newt. That's a newt for me then. Yeah. So, so somebody said that in the chat room last week that it's a newt for neutral. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, newt, neutral. Okay. Are you sneaking so, in at all 12 queens? Is that what we're doing here? Yes, because there was, because, yeah, we're doing that. Okay. Then so, I'm going gonna, gonna to let you run through these then. You're not going to boot or toot? I'll give a boot or two, but I'm not going to like talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Akira Davenport, uh, the look was, again, fringe, but she had a beautiful headdress on, sort of chandelier slash Asian inspired. Uh, everything else about the dress, gold and black. Yeah. Uh, just kind of, eh, all right. But I mean, from the head up, I'd give it a boot. From the head down, toot. No, reverse that. Head up, toot. Head down, boot. You know what? I agree with you. Head up, toot. Head down, toot. Neck down, toot. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Or whatever right. you said. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Raj O'Hara came out in a basic red fringe with red hair and red kick'em boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this looks like something Michelle said at best. This looks like something you would wear on a stage at a bar. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look like something you would wear to drag race on the main stage. Mm-hmm. So she gets a boot for me. I'm trying to find her look here. Oh my gosh, she's at the very bottom of this list. Oh my gosh, she got, yeah, horrible. Oh yeah, this is like, 
the basic. Not even the first person, the second person that comes out at like the shitty drag bar down the street from a good drag bar. Yeah. You know, like the middle act of like a shitty drag bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Hamburger Mary's in Ontario, California. <laughs> I, I don't know that the, that no, could be a she's she, she's the one that comes out at a bar, not a club. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Next up, Nina West. Nina West came out again. The theme was fringe, and she came out in. I guess you would almost call it a taupe or a mushroom color, mm-hmm. with a high wig that was also fringe, mm-hmm. and then she had on it looked like almost like a clear latex bodysuit underneath. Mm-hmm. Was not a flattering look. Not it. Just the the fringes were too thick. Yeah. So she looked like one of those dogs that kind of looked like a mop. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like it. So boot. Uh, I was also not a fan. I, I didn't know why they liked it so much. Uh, no, it looks like a, a special needs person got to choose her oh. drag outfit and what? <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure where well, you were going. With that's that, because but... of the picture I'm looking at right now. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, but uh, all right, I don't like it. All right, next up is Brooklyn Heights. Uh, mm-hmm. Came out in a Daisy inspired fringe outfit with long blonde hair. I mean, it was okay. Again, boring. They're, they're all a lot of them are boring to me. Um, she looked pretty. She looked kind of hippie. Yeah, but uh, it was newt. I'll give this one a newt. Um, yes, I agree. I think this was one of the stronger ones for this challenge. But had it been a better, had people had really brought the looks, it probably would have been a neutral for me. Yeah, I'm okay. giving it a toot just in comparison to the other ones. All right. So next we have Miss Vanjie, and she comes out in a red mini fringe with Cher long straight hair. Goes all the way down. Um, The dress, it it was okay. It just kind of looked very cha-cha, very very dancer. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the shoes. The shoes had matching fringe on it, and those caught my eye more than anything. So from the ankle down, she gets a toot. From the ankle up, she gets a newt. I give it a I give it a newt again. Okay. I, I have I'm looking at it right now. It when I see the pictures, it always looks like someone photoshopped her head onto another body. Yeah. I don't know what she's it is. Got that, she's got that big head, so that's yeah. that's part of like it. Like a lollipop head. All right, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so next up is Evie Oddly, who came out in Jellyfish Realness, where she painted her dick pink and also came out in streamers that were dyed pink and white and and she had an umbrella. That had eyes to it. The concept is great. The execution on this, I hated the execution. It looked like when you have a party outside with streamers and then it rains the next night and all the streamers fall and they all fell on Evie Oddly and she was sort of walking around picking things up. It, it just didn't look, it was not a good look. It was Evie Oddly brought to you by Pepto Bismol and I'm going to give this look a boot. You know, I have to disagree. I think I actually really liked it. I mean, it's, it's my uh, it's my top two of the week. Really, mm-hmm. I like the look a lot. Okay, and what's um, funny is I know I'm gonna go. I'm going on to go do the pit crew after this, and I'm, I'm gonna have to defend that. But yeah, well, I mean, I think also <coughs> part of this was that I watched the I watched Untucked first, mm-hmm. where you really got close ups, and it was clear, especially when you're watching it in HD just how streaky the paint was and how she had been sweating so it clearly was starting to like run down her arms or run down her face and it just looked sloppy it just looked it looked very halloween to me yeah so not a i fan. still i'm looking at it right now i still can't see why she had to paint her dick and up her ass crack 
Well, because it got us talking about her dick and it got people talking about her dick. I'm going to tell so. you something. I would All right. love to have her fucking just dick. Okay, next up is Mercedes Iman Diamond. <laughs> and she comes out in a look that is neon fringe with it. I almost want to say it's camouflage. She's wearing she's wearing a hat with some sort of matching bra, red hair. I could not tell who this was on Untucked. And I completely forgot about this look until I just saw it. It's horrible. It's very much a I'm doing Proud Mary on a Wednesday night at the second show to six people in the bar. Boot. I don't like it. It's horrible. I don't like I've never liked a single outfit this woman's worn. I don't like it. It's horrible to boot. All right. Next up is Ariel Versace coming out in her pink wig, and she's coming out in iridescent fringe, which is really more kind of like bangles. Not bangles. That's the wrong word, but I can't think of what they're called. Poker chips. Bingo chips. I don't know what you call them. Um, I kind of looked like this look. It was very gem in the holograms to me, and uh, I would give this look a toot. Not my favorite look of the week, but it was fun. It was young. It was full of cum. (laughs) I would give this look a toot. I don't know how I feel about it. I always feel Ariel comes on the runway looking like she bought an outfit that Willem had commissioned, and then when it got delivered, he didn't like it and refused to buy it. And so she bought it at 50% off because the designer had to get rid of it. She definitely has a look. She definitely has this. I mean, I remember her saying something about Lisa Frank threw up when she mm-hmm. first came in, and a lot of her stuff is very Lisa Frank. Very I agree much with the throw that. up part. <laughs> oh, that start. I have a feeling if she keeps up with this, She's going to get called out on the runway for the, for this particular look. All right. So, all right. So next up is, and the last look is Silky Nutmeg Ganache, who came out looking in blue fringe, very cookie monster, as somebody said earlier on. I don't understand the white boots. I don't understand the Ziggy Dart Sardust um, lightning bolt over her one eye. Um, it was just kind of okay. She sort of looked like a, who was the one who sang it? I'm telling you, Jennifer Holiday. Back yeah. before she lost all the weight. Yeah, she looks like again going back to rejected outfits. Like this is an outfit that Darian Lake said no to. Mm. Yeah, just it wasn't. I think Darian Lake's worn an outfit like that before on season six. So yeah, not 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 a great night for the looks. But those were the looks. All right. Very good. Let's go on. On the main stage, Team Nina West um, was immediately declared the winner of the team challenge. And Nina West herself was named the overall winner of the challenge. The winning team is sent backstage. Meanwhile, the judges all take turns dressing down Team Raja while Scarlet Envy stands in a super weird position. After all is said and done, an angry RuPaul asks all of the girls who is to blame for the mess that was their challenge. Honey Davenport falls in the sword and takes the blame while the other girls unite and say the mess was a united team disappointment. After the judges' deliberations, all of the girls are brought out and for the first time in Drag Race history, all six girls are forced to lip sync for their lives. The song... Uh, what was it? The J-Lo song. What waiting for waiting for tonight. Waiting for tonight. Some horrible remix of Waiting for Tonight. I love that remix. That re- that's a great song to work out to. Is that Hex Hector remix of that song. It was Thank a confusing you. mess, but in the end, all but one of the girls were told, Shantae, you stay, while the only girl left, Honey Davenport, was asked 
to sashay away to the Nazi boy. Any final thoughts on the episode? Okay. Yeah. We have to talk we have to talk about this. Sure. We have to talk about the lip sync. Sure. I appreciate one. I appreciate the fact that all the girls said we're all to blame for this. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody there wasn't anybody that stood out more than anybody else as far as screwing it up. Even though I kind of disagree mm-hmm. and think that Scarlet should have been it should have been Scarlet and Raja because team captain and the one that told everybody no, let's just keep doing Mariah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that they did something different. We have talked about this before on this show, the idea of them making everybody lip sync. Yeah. Again, the concept is great. The execution of this was horrible. Mm -hmm. I think that if she was going to do this, it should have been something where they went, where they just make that the last 20 minutes of the episode. Yeah. You know, and where they make this a situation or even, you know what, at this point, I would be fine with this being a two hour episode and no one talked mm-hmm. where they, she says something. She goes, all six of you are going to lip sync for your life and you all have to, we're going to do it in pairs of two. We're going to do the same song and you all have to decide which, who you're going up against. Yeah. Because that in itself is kind of like a all stars untucked Mm -hmm. where they all go backstage and they all have to figure out who's going up against who. Mm -hmm. And then it's not necessarily where three are going home and three are staying, but it wasn't such, it was such a train wreck. You didn't know who to look at. Occasionally they would do the split screen thing and sometimes they wouldn't. And then it's where Queens are walking in front of each other and other Queens are laying down on the floor Honey does that oh, weird that thing. Oh, that weird she, thing that jumps on the stage. And she, I don't know. If she, did she jump or fall? I think, uh, yes. I think the answer <laughs> to that is yes. And I think that she tried to do something and then realized in that weird heavy dress that she wasn't going to be able to do it. So she's doing this weird, I'm trying to climb and I can't. Because then at that point, once you've done that, once you've looked like a fish out of water, mm-hmm. Rue's eyes seemed locked on her. Mm-hmm. And not like in a, wow, that's great. That 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 was chum in the water for her. Yeah. The whole thing was just a huge mess. So I think that in the future, if they do something like this again, one, I think more than one queen should have gone home Mm -hmm. because then we'd have one less episode we'd have to deal with. But also, I think that it should have been where you can actually focus. You know, it sort of is where we talked about the fact that on the season six finale, when the final four had to lip sync to Sissy That Walk, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that they split them off. Yeah. Where it was, I think it was Darian versus Bianca and oh, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Courtney versus Adore. Yeah. So they could have done that in a way that it would have allowed you and could have done a split screen the entire time to where you could have watched both queens and focused and really had. Because at this point, I have no idea who was good and who wasn't good. Because there was also such a level of desperation with all of them mm-hmm. at that point, because, you know, it's one thing if you're going up against one queen or maybe even two queens to where you all decide, okay, I, I only have to try to get the attention. You know, I only have to try to fight against 50%. But at this point, you got may, got maybe an opportunity to get 15% of the percentages. It, it was just a big fucking mess. I sat I sat the whole time with my hands kind of like over my mouth the whole time because I was expecting somebody to bang into somebody else or trip over somebody or do something other than what Honey did when she sort of fell off the fell off the stage. Barring let's say let's let's take the six way lip sync out of the out of the running here. Who should have been in the bottom two? 
Raja and Scarlet. I said that Raja because oh, she's team captain. Yeah. Scarlet because she's the one that after Rue came in and said, "Oh, y'all don't know anything." Scarlet said, "You know what? Let's just do Mariah Carey anyway." After everybody else said, "Maybe we want to do somebody else." I would say Raja for sure because she's team captain, and then gosh, honey's up, honey's up there because that horrible performance. And then her outfit, I liked her outfit, and then who else was there? Then there was oh. A plastique's outfit was only okay, and then that I didn't like her as the trying to convert the person. What they do with the weird Ariana Grande? Yeah, Akuria was whatever. She's bad, but not as she was luckily not as bad as everybody else. And then it was Sugar was better than Scarlet. So for me, the bottom three are for sure Scarlet, Plastique, and uh, Raja. Okay, and you could pick the bottom two out of that. Well, so then you've got then my bottom two would be Scarlet and Raja, so yeah. that made that would make sense. So it it, it 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 actually fucked over Honey this week. Yeah, she got screwed over. Um, also, what I want to talk about, the, what did you think of the guest judges? Were they good? Were they not good this week? What did you, also, what do you think of RuPaul's look? It was okay. It seemed very basic. The looks this week were just basic across the board, mm-hmm. I thought. It seemed like everybody – it seemed like laundry day at Dry Grace Recap. Mm-hmm. Nobody seemed really great. Um, Troy Savan, Savan, however you say Savan. his name, mm-hmm. he was okay. I thought Guillermo Diaz was was okay too. Mm-hmm. I don't like this whole thing of where now the, now the celebrities are going backstage during oh, Untucked. I know. That feels very forced. Mm-hmm. And again, we have another thing of where suddenly like Silky is backing up on Guillermo and making it all about her. And just uh-huh. it's it, the whole thing. I I don't like that. I'd much rather have 25 or 30 minutes of the Queens discussing and talking and mm-hmm. being real. And I say that mm-hmm. ironically yeah. than randomly suddenly, Hey guys, Oh my God, it's Guillermo. Now that's, Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I thought they were fine. They were, I, I think, for the most part, they were in, like not offensive, but they were fine. Uh, I'm just trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. We covered everything in this episode. I was looking over my notes. I think there was we- a lot this up, considering how much there was nothing last episode. This was a chock full episode overall. Give it a grade A through F. I I'm going to write solid- mine down. I'm going to write mine down. Okay, tell me when you're I ready. Got, I'm ready. I would give this episode a solid B. Oh, I gave it a B minus. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was going to do B or B minus, but I said B. Okay. I, I was, I, I got I to be honest. Last episode kind of shook me to my core mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as my love of the show. Yeah. And while I'm, I feel better about this. What? I'm still kind of of that where I, I feel like at this point we're starting to see the clear front runners and I'm starting to look at everybody else. As I'm curious. I'm, I'm a curious because I know because of the rumors who the front runners are, but like, who, who do you think I'm going to write this down? Who do you, who are your front runners? Who do you think the front runners are? Okay. Well, I don't want to know who the actual, front, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm okay. going to do is write them down. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I'm, I will be I think, 100% quiet. Okay. I would say Nina, Brooklyn, Vanjie, Uh, I'm trying to think. There was there was four. I was I was trying to think who I think the top four are. Right, and I would the top three. You have Nina, Brooke, and Vanjie. Nina, Brooke, Vanjie, and 
who did I think? Because I was I was talking to Babalu about it last night. Who I think the top four are going to be? I don't remember. I don't. Remember, but I feel I feel, I feel like if it at this stage in the game, if the final three are in the beginning, I had problems with Vanji coming back after what. But I I I get it now. I'm on the Vanji train, mm-hmm. and I I would not be surprised to see her top three at this point. I could see Brooklyn being a top three. Honestly, okay, if we're going top half, mm-hmm. I kind of see Silky being in the top half. As much as I don't want to admit that, okay. Um, I could see I could see Akira, Akira definitely being up there. Okay. All right. So that's how many is that? Five. Five. Okay. So there's so out of this. So that means I have. One left because we're at twelve. Okay. So who would be? I'll say Ariel. So you're saying, so right now you're saying that the top half is Nina, Brooke, Vanjie, Silky, Akaria, and Ariel. No, I take that back. Take out Ariel and put in Evie. Okay. Very good. Done. I could almost say Evie is top four. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because her looks are interesting enough and she makes for a good television. Mm-hmm. She's just enough of a shit stirrer at mm-hmm. this point that oh, she makes for good TV. I would love for her dick to stir my shit. Uh, right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash dragracerecap. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's B E T A N C E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragRace today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DragRace.